week where we saw a Manchester City masterclass, Inter Milan easily beat Benfica, Manchester United blow a two-goal lead, it's Chelsea that are still shit uh, after this midweek's uh, European football because... Oh, Jesus I'm sorry, Christ. how can you say that? After, after, have you managed to skirt past the embarrassment that happened last night? Because Champions League always takes priority over Europa League, even if Man United are in the Europa League. We'll get onto that performance in a bit. I was going to say, you think I'm fine, or I'm going to let you skip past that in any way, shape or form. You've got another thing coming, my friend. Don't worry. We'll talk about it, but let's get on to the... I'm actually happy to talk about the Europa League this week. (laughs) And next season as well, when you're in it. Exactly. Right, anyway, uh, Champions League action this past week. Uh, so we saw the first legs of the quarterfinals take place and we'll start off with Wednesday's action from the Santiago Bernabeu because Real Madrid beating Chelsea by two goals to nil. Karen Benzema and Marco Asensio with the goals for Carlo Ancelotti's side. This one really showed the golfing difference in the two sides, didn't it? It did a little bit. Chelsea has toothless as we've seen them. So nothing's changed there. No. And if anything, their creativity was, I don't want to say Even non-existent, less. but it, there wasn't much of it. No. Like, it was just very, we're here because we've got to be here type of game for them. It felt like... Don't lose. That's the vibe I got. Like, don't, mm-hmm. well, don't, I say don't lose. Don't get battered. Don't get battered, yeah. Let's at least make it respectable. So we've got a at least 0.01% chance of getting mm. something. Yeah, well, if we've got a bit of breathing space and hope of getting into the next round, then we'll take anything at this uh, rate. And At least, at least yeah. we've, got, we've still got the away goals that we can deal with. Frank, no, no, they got rid of them. They got rid of them, Frank. You need to score oh. first, Frank. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. seriously, we're fucked. <laughs> I still love how that fucking review is going around. It's iconic. Especially in the iconic territory now. It really is. Um, Yeah, bad game for Chelsea all round. I mean, uh, Ben Chilwell getting sent off just before the hour mark as well. That's the last thing you want. really was. Yeah. I mean, blatant red, no arguments about it. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Like, Chelsea, left-back-wise, the only other option they have is... Cucurella, who going from this game is his confidence is almost shot. Not, He's not, not playing existent. like the fifty million pound player they they bought, is he? No, he just seems to be a shell of himself, mm. and which it's is quite worrying. Yeah, that's not great for a player like him who can thrive when he is at his best. Mm. It's one of them where. Because of how Chelsea's spending is going in transfer windows, I wouldn't be surprised if he just goes after just this one season. It's interesting to whoever the next manager is, they will want to spend again. So that's another, as we said, another 200 million being blown on another manager. Mm. And pretty soon that's just not going to be sustainable. No, they'll be feeling the financial repercussions within the next couple of years. You'll definitely see about that but yeah it is a bit worrying i mean just looking here at the one football ratings the highest two player or two or three players enzo fernandez tiago silva kepa mm-hmm. and uh joao felix were the only ones above a six that from the starting 11 I'd everyone back, else was below a six I'd back all them except kepa i thought he should have saved that second one if i'm honest yeah i have to agree it's not, it's not, it happens too much with him, you feel, as well. So that maybe they look for a new goalie in the summer. But of course, oh, yeah. they have to then sour keeper in that case. Yeah, they, I mean, what was it, 72 million they brought him yeah, in for? he was the world record fee for a goalie, was he? Or yes. still is the world record fee for a goalie. Yeah, because no one's surpassed it. Oh, Not yet, they haven't. <laughs> so water come oh. Martinez, you're going to have to stump up the same price. <laughs> How much was uh, Alisson in the end? Was he just a He's the less? only one that I think could have been more. Yeah, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who would have been roughly close, but I think 
Allison and Edison would be the mm. ne- like two and what three. What are they? Not, yeah, they're I feel in like the top. Edison three. was sixty there. Uh, it seems so I long ago. I'm, I'm rambling on, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, oh, most people. Yeah. <laughs> Much needed bounce back performance from uh, Real Madrid after losing in uh, La Liga last weekend to Villarreal, and it just shows the like I said at the start the golf in the difference between the two sides one that even though they're doing poorly in the league has the confidence to do well in Europe and then Chelsea that are doing bad in the league but are also doing bad in Europe yeah like it's as straightforward as we all thought it would be Real Madrid in the Champions League are another level they keep continuing to show it everyone talks about they have the quality players but I don't does it feel like Vinicius Junior should be talked about a little bit more I feel like like he could have a Ballon d'Or year yeah, this like year the, because yeah. he's he's so well, not this year. I think he's due a Ballon d'Or at some point in the future if he's still like this. Uh, it, within the next five, yeah. he gets a Ballon d'Or. I think if he continues doing what it's he's doing because he doesn't yeah. have the goal record of a Haaland or an Mbappe. Is that literally? It? But yeah, he adds elsewhere. Yeah, and also because if you look at Real Madrid, their prime man. This season, still Karen Benzema. Yeah, true. But even like, Benzema so, always went under the radar for ages because of Ronaldo and, and Messi mm-hmm. as well. But now that he's yeah, the main guy, everyone recognises him, even if he's yeah. not a, that extra bit, the, an Mbappe or, did I say again? It was Haaland. Haaland. Was, like, even mm-hmm. if he's good, like, he's still scoring goals, but it's not at that level. Yeah. Like, his contributions so far this season in the Champions League, six goals and four assists. Like, that's yes. incredible numbers. That's incredible, but then Haaland has scored way more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's just Erling Haaland. Uh, he's on a different level himself. And then if you look at Vinicius in uh, the league this season, nine goals and six assists, that's some good numbers for a wide player. It's very good, especially nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. Wide players aren't all the range now, are they? No. Well, they are. But no one really rates them they don't, as much. Yeah, they don't get the hype as. You, uh, you either get the slightly overrated one who has to work in a certain system, otherwise mm-hmm. it doesn't go right for him. And then there's ones who just work no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And also the fact that Tony Cruz and Luka Modric continue to put on masterclasses in midfield is just. I don't yeah. even get surprised by it anymore. No, no, I stopped as well. And, you know, when they do leave, they've got the ready-made central free red there. Just set up nicely. Although, Camavinga yeah. being morphed into a Reese James, Trent Alexander-Arnold-like fullback is not what I had on my 22-23 season predictors. No. I mean, I but don't he's doing okay. Anyone... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of them where you're like, Oh, no one would have thought that would have come, but actually, he's doing really, really well in that position. It's, it's, and... If it's a testament to him but yeah. as well, he could, he's that versatile. And unlike mm-hmm. Trent, we know he can play sense of it. Exactly. So, uh, definitely uh, positives there for Real Madrid heading into the second leg, which takes place next Tuesday. Yeah, I had a feeling it would be next week. Yeah. But as for Chelsea, uh, they're they got to bounce back this weekend. And that the game coming is not uh, not ideal for them. No. Uh, but we can get more onto the Premier League after we finish our uh, Champions League roundup. Um, let's head on to that other big, or the second big uh, tie of this quarterfinal round. And that was obviously Man City versus Bayern Munich on Tuesday. Dominance from City. Pure dominance, easy in the end. Bayern had the opportunities, but the way they were defensively just made it easy for Man City, as they would do against any other side when they're allowed to press them that hard and cause them to make mistakes. We're looking at you, Dio, up on Meccano. You got rattled in this one. Jesus Christ, that was... One of his, if not his worst game I've seen of him. Yeah, like he I think was, was a good awful. centre-back as well. It's, it's mm. it just the fact he left, Yeah, the fact he didn't get subbed off is more baffling, I think. 
And for all the good saves Jan Sommer made as well, he also was a bit flaky with the ball at his feet. He's yeah, not Manuel Neuer. No, his ball distribution out wide to the centre backs is, yeah, not think to be uh, held up high. But yeah, just absolutely top performance from Man City. Um, Rodri scoring his first Champions League goal for Manchester City. That man only scores bangers. Mm. Look at all his goals. They're all long-range strikes. I swear they are. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him score inside the box. He probably has once. Mm. I, I think I know what game that is, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you knew the second he hit that, it was at least going on target. Yeah. Like the amount of spin he had on that was just unreal. And no. yeah, Jan Sommer was helpless in that situation. Uh, Bernardo Silva uh, scored the second great header. <laughs> I was more impressed with the Haaland cross. The fact that he decided to assist for a change. I think when it, was a, get... it was a lovely ball and the silver header was great. Yeah. I think the thing with that cross is... Haaland's uh, out and out forward himself, so he knows where to put the ball in. And like any top striker, if they ended up out wide for a moment, they'll always put in nine times out of ten, I'll say, uh, just to give myself a bit of leverage. Nine times out of ten, they will put in the perfect ball because they know exactly where they want it to be. So that if they've got a player in the penalty box, they just attack it and then they'll score easily. And Bernardo Silva was obviously the recipient uh, this time around. And then... Holland himself capped off the performance by getting a goal. And yeah, I think that was more testament to how bad Bayern's defending was rather than yeah, it wasn't too extreme. Wasn't that also the first time Tuchel had conceded more than one goal against a Guardiola team as well? I'm not too sure on that fact. I will take your word for it. It was some stat along that line. But either, either way, we all know that the biggest talking point in Bayern's sense actually came off the pitch. And after yes. the game as well, because, oh my God, what happened between Sadio Mane and Leroy Sane? Chaos is what happened. Absolute chaos. Yeah, but Sadio Mane, I mean, Sadio Mane is a player you want to see playing in those games as well. I don't know, is mm. he still recovering from the injury? Because I was surprised to not see him feature so much. Uh, I'm not too sure. I feel like he's been involved a bit for... Uh, Bayern, but I don't know how much don't know how he's been involved since two calls been appointed. Well, since the World Cup when he missed out because of the injury. Yeah. Pretty much. Sane, I didn't actually think looked too bad in the game. I'm just wondering what the hell happened for those two to square off. Well, apparently, now this is all massive alleged, uh, I will say, is apparently... Yeah, he apparently, uh, Sane apparently called him a black shit at, for some reason. Um, and then they ended up having a fight and uh, Mane busted Sane's lip. So, yeah. Mm. But it, it, it's it's to believe they've all apologised now and everything's fine, although Mane's suspended. So it sounds like he yeah. was the one who's done the worst. In that case, if you think, because I don't think Sane has received a, like, or he will miss out or anything. Uh, as far as I'm aware, no. Right, um, he's suspended for this weekend's game against Hoffenheim, and he will also uh, receive a fine as well. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, move on, shall we? Yeah, so the uh, other two games that took place this week in the Champions League, Inter Milan beat Benfica. Uh, by two goals to nil, Nicola Barella and uh, Romelu Lukaku penalty gives Inter a nice lead heading into the second leg. Obviously, like you say, the away goals rule stuff isn't there anymore, but uh, having that two goal cushion for. I think, that, I think that's the least of our, our issues, the way we were in the last podcast. You mean you? Was it just me? You seemed to back me in the end, from what I recall. There was a tiny bit of backing, but. I also but had look, more faith look, in... The apologies will be as loud as the disrespect. I apologise, Inter Milan. I was not familiar with your game. <laughs> and Benfica, yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. It was a rather damning performance from Benfica, considering they were at home. Give them all that hype, and then they completely 
No, it just looked the picture edited. Yeah. God, who'd listen I mean, to us? I mean, I would. <laughs> You're supposed to. Exactly. But I mean, if I wasn't on here, then I would. I hope so. I, mean, I bloody hope so. But anyway, so the other one that happened, the all-Italian clash, AC Milan have got Napoli's number. Yeah, that's the second time in the last two weeks that they've beaten them. And they've yeah, got them. they've got them where they want them. Yeah, uh, Benassia with the goal just before half time, perfect for Aisman, give them that confidence. And then Napoli had to finish the game with 10 players after Andre, Frank, Zambo, and Guisa got two yellow cards rather quickly. Yeah, who else is suspended as well? Someone else got suspended. That was pretty big. I I'm just looking at the bookings now, so could I have been that Kim? It was Kim Manjaya, and that's a yeah. pretty big loss. For now. <laughs> that's two guys they're missing, and they had no Victor Simon in this one as well. Yeah, I mean, he's set to be back for uh, the return leg next week, and, uh, well, uh, the Georgian forward, Kavicha, was also very non-apparent in this fixture as well. Yeah, so it went wrong a little bit look at the stats they a bit to not have i don't know they usually they shoot in boots on yeah i guess but they had a decent amount of shots and you know six on targets not awful but possession was obviously very mixed as well so hmm. that would tell you it was slightly 50 50 napoli liked to have a lot of the ball yeah but, yeah. but i think that it did help again, like we said, like I said, that they only played each other 10, 12 days ago from when the game uh, was played. So when you've got. So there's uh, only one. Go on. No, I was, I was like, at least it was only 1 0 this time. Mm, definitely. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Right. Um, second legs, like I said, they will take place next Tuesday and Wednesday. So you have. Uh, the games that took place on Wednesday, so Chelsea versus Real Madrid, Napoli, AC Milan will take place on Tuesday the 18th. And then on Wednesday, it is the other games uh, by Munich, Man City and Inter Benfica. And then the semi-finals aren't until the 9th of May. So we've still got a while until uh, the second legs of those. Right, I know we'll into... speak a, bit, a little bit on it Monday, but... Do you think anything changes? Uh, maybe AC Milan Napoli can mm. get something into because of how close that is. But I think the others are pretty much foregone conclusions now. I'd agree on two of them. Maybe there's still a little bit of doubt because I know how good Bayern can be. Mm. But it, it, they've got the biggest lead to turn around. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. And you've yeah. got to stop Man City from scoring, so that's going yeah. to be the harder thing to do. Yeah, as well. Anyway, time has come. Thursday night football. Oh, Manchester United are back. That's, that's more like it. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say to them in the last 10 minutes. What on earth happened there? Just unluckiness. Unluckiness, I mean, more like shit defending. <laughs> Backing I mean, the off sec- and letting them have all the play at the end. Yeah, that was just really bad. Um, let's get on to the bit of the positives at the start. Sabitzer scoring two great goals. Uh, the build-up play for both of them was absolutely fantastic. Someone's working um, their way to a permanent move, I feel. Yeah, and I think United will take that. For the right price, it would be a sensible one, yeah. Yeah, I think... For any up to 40 million is the max I'd pay. Really, I wouldn't go any more than 40. No, see, I think if you're going to look elsewhere, I think you'd want him a lot cheaper. Yeah, but I'm saying like 40 is the absolute max you'd pay for him. I wouldn't go over, yeah, possibly. Uh, gonna be interesting. And from that point on, it did look like United were going to be in control of the game going forward and you thought oh, this is an easy tie United <clears throat> should win it uh, comfortably considering how poor Sevilla's form uh, was heading into this one but yeah that last 10 minutes 
definitely didn't help for Manchester United. I mean, two own goals. And the fact they had to finish the game with 10 plays because they'd used all the subs and uh, Lissandro and Martinez uh, had to get helped off the pitch. Was yeah, he was stretched off. That didn't look good. That's no. not ideal for you lot when you've still got top four to fight for. Mm. I mean, Varane also had to go off at half time because he had a slight knock. I don't know the full extent of... Like the uh, last thing you need is to lose your best centre-back pairing. Yeah, it really isn't. Oh, we like saw that first, and look what happened. <laughs> yeah. I remember Goya's face got involved. That's what happened. I mean, there's nothing he could do about that. No, really. there isn't, but it's he funny. Bounced <laughs> Have you seen the peak? Yeah. It's in the peak here when he has hit his head and it starts trickling into the air. It's the most Aaron Maguire thing ever. Oh, yeah, it really is. Uh, the face made for thumbnails, that is. <laughs> Uh, gosh, but yeah, um, obviously, Ten Hag's going to be really pissed off with that final 10 minutes, and I think all United fans are as well because you can't be letting a two goal lead slip like that. But I always say in football, two goal, two nil is the most deadly scoreline because teams can find a way back into it and find it uh hard to be killed off. But the last thing you'd have wanted is to go to Sevilla level with them, yeah. I mean. We've got no Bruno for it because he's suspended after picking up a yellow yeah, card. Look, I'm not the biggest Bruno fan, but that was ridiculously harsh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was so silly. Yeah, like, like... I don't think that was a yellow card. For all the stuff he's done before and in games, he's had much more worse bookable offences than that. Like, it was absolutely silly. Um, he probably did in this game just speaking to the ref. No, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, obviously... They're already without Marcus Rashford. And then we don't know the full extent to uh, Varane's injury, whether he'll be fit in time for next week. And obviously, you'd assume uh, Lisandro Martinez is probably done for all of April now. He may come back towards like, the end of the season, if that. Well, it, it's the injuries are stacking up slowly, mm. which, as we said, I not mean... what you want <laughs> when you still have something to fight for in the top four, where... I'm going to say more than the two teams around you are technically involved. Yeah. I mean, it also shows the fact that... You have to play the majority of them. Yeah. When you're Man United and you look at how many games they've played post the World Cup, like it doesn't surprise me that these injuries are now starting to occur because it seems like every three or four days that United have been playing since the World Cup, like apart from... This international break that they've just came back from, where obviously there's still a lot of United players go out and play during that international break, like the amount of fixtures we've played since um, since the World Cup has finished is unreal. I uh, see. The, the fixtures you've got, going up, you're playing five games in 14 days. Yeah. Which with the injuries, <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> but that's been two, what United... Two of those are huge in league context. You've got Tottenham on the 27th of April, the Thursday night, and then you play Villa on the 30th on a Sunday. Mm. And then they've still got to rearrange uh, one against Chelsea to be sorted as well. Mm. Like, I'm even going to say, this weekend's game, I mean, we'll talk about it, but Forest isn't an easy one. No. I mean, a team... Because it's at home. Trying to... It's just it's Forest at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, definitely going to be uh, worrying signs and United have just got to make sure they go to Seville and uh, get that goal and then just shut up shop pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, do you want to run through some of the others? Yeah, so uh, Feyenoord beat Roma by one goal to nil, a Mats Veffer goal in the 53rd minute after Lorenzo Pellegrini had missed a penalty for Jose Mourinho's side was enough for the Dutch side. Uh, by Leverkusen finished a 1-1 draw with Real Union saint Uh Victor Boniface had put uh, the away side ahead before a Florian Verts equaliser in the 82nd minute to give uh, Leverkusen a bit of hope. And Juventus managed to beat Sporting by one goal to nil Federico Gatti with the only goal of the game in that one. However, there was obviously worrying signs earlier on uh, with Wojciech Chesney. Uh, I don't know if you've seen 
anything from that. I hadn't, but I know that they have a good backup option in Matai Perrin, who absolutely could still go in and do a job for them. Yeah, uh, well, it was that he said he was having like breathing problems. Oh, that's uh, apparently, apparently it's like heart palpitations, but they did a scan and everything's all clear and all good. Um, so yeah, that was very worrying signs for uh, Chesney. Just, just. Does it feel like he's had one of them before? I'm not too sure. I'm probably wrong, but I don't know why. That down to mind. Anyway, the Conference League run through that we have to West Ham maybe don't want to win it which is a good thing for all <laughs> concerned yeah uh, 1-1 draw with Ghent uh, Danny Ings scoring just before half time and then Hugo Kuipers uh, labelling not long after the break again like you say I think West Ham's main thing now should be concentrating on the league just get out oh, of no, the conference when I said that I meant for the rest of us I think West Ham absolutely want to win it next season <laughs> And being this involved, season, they want to win this season and be involved in Europe next season. But I think the main thing for them should be worrying about relegation and survival. I don't know. It's a European trophy. It's a European trophy. They're going to want to go all out on it. Yeah, but who's, who knows what's going to happen in the return legs? Uh, elsewhere, Fiorentina beat Lech Poznan by four goals to win. FC Basel and Nice played out a true a two-two draw, and uh, Anderlecht beat AZ. Uh, Alkmaar by two goals to nil. So that is how the Conference League is looking after yesterday's games. Yeah, and is now the time we can start looking towards the Premier League, shall we? Let's go there. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest fixture we got this weekend? Actually, I'm just having a quick look. Well, in my context, I think that half twelve game between Aston Villa and Newcastle is huge in yeah. context of what's on the line for these two. Definitely a great. I mean, it probably is the biggest in terms of what is for both teams' seasons uh, quite big. Obviously, Villa sitting in sixth place on 47 points. We'll be hoping um, they can get victory or at least a point to keep a bit of a gap between themselves and Brighton for that final Europa League place. And obviously Newcastle fighting to stay in the top four. Uh, they sit in third at the minute, level on points with Manchester United, but a much better goal difference than Eric Ten Hag's side. But they're only three points ahead of Spurs, who have played a game more than them. So both teams got a lot to play for in this one. Yeah, for the neutral, this should be an exciting one. But I'm not a neutral in this. I'm going to be bricking it because our unbeaten run is definitely at risk with this one. Newcastle are a very good team. Like I said last season, they are the, what they're doing is what we should be aspiring to be doing, and we appear to be getting there now. Unai Emery is doing what Eddie Howe was doing towards the end of last season, but he's doing it better. I don't know why people are suggesting that it's not as good, because Newcastle were 20th, and he got them to 11th. We were 17th, but he's taken us 6th. That is 10 times better. We are actually in European contention. Mm. I mean, both have done... That is not to discredit Eddie Howe. He did a great job and he's still doing an amazing job. But (laughs) Henry has done so much more in the short amount of time that he's had. Yeah. And we've less transfers. He's on one. We've on two players in January and only one of them regularly plays. Oh, yeah. So, credit to both who have done uh, good jobs where they are at. And yeah, you can't discredit what Unai Emery's done because it has been fantastic. Considering if you look at how that team was playing under. Um, Don't say he, he should not be named. I mean, he said it then, but then I remember we've got yeah. his name. Have you seen too. that that person was in an interview this week? And I think he was along the lines of saying, coat, like, I wasn't 100% on moving. To Villa, but my coaching staff were all behind it, so I just backed them. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, God, you joined because your coaching staff wanted to. Yeah, that's uh, not the best of uh, ways to get on board for a club, and it'll make fans hate you even than you already do, if you ask me. Oh, the man's already the biggest fraud, and I can't wait to see him in his first job back, wherever that may be. Someone will do it. 
We until he joins another club, we don't say the man's name. That's fine with me. Um, but yeah, going to be a really entertaining. The man's more likely one. to be England under twenty ones manager before he's in another club job, though. I think. I mean, that position is going to be very interesting. Who gets that? You just know one of Gerard or Lampard will absolutely be wanting that job at some point. Mm. But let's hope that doesn't lead to them eventually becoming first team manager of England at one point. Can't imagine. Tragic. A lot would have to change right now for anyone to get excited over that. Yes. Uh, let's have a look at the rest of the fixtures then this weekend. So the three o'clock games, uh, aren't you saying Chelsea are involved in a big one this weekend against Brighton and Hove Albion? I don't know what to say with this one. I really I don't. Do, I mean, look, in Chelsea, Chelsea for me are already out of like any sort of European contention. So for me, this is huge more for Brighton. They come through this, you look at their European credentials and you raise them even more than they already are. If you flip back to earlier on this season, Brighton won this game 4-1 as well. And yeah. That was, wasn't that one of Zerbi's first games in charge? Yes. It, yeah, I believe it was one of the first ones that Parter had as well at Chelsea. Yeah, obviously, because Zerbi replaced Parter. That was, just was a... Don't, could be like I'm stupid. <laughs> I mean, kind of is because it's not like Potter just waited out of the job and then got the Chelsea job. No, he went to Chelsea. Leave me alone. All right, just leave me alone. I know what I said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chelsea down in 11th place on 39 points. Uh, quite away from any hopes of getting European football. And I think Chelsea's season is now just end it as soon as possible because of how poor it's it close, has been. Very close to on the beach territory. If not already on the beach territory. They're not there yet, yeah, but they will be soon. Yeah, and obviously, like we were saying with Aston Villa, Brighton are trying to get uh, that European qualification. As it stands, they would get uh, Conference League, but <clears throat> a win and... But he won't Villa get Conference League. Yeah, and that would be them, Brighton. Yeah, but you were talking about us both getting it then. I was like, you... No, I was, saying about Europe... I was saying about both getting European football. And if, uh, obviously, earlier on in the day, you drop points to... Newcastle, then Brighton can overtake his and do have two games in hand over Aston Villa. So there is that to play for for Robert Deserby's side uh, this weekend. So Do we know everything about he's not going to be on the touchline, is he? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Because no, we have the red card. Yeah. Million for red card. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> man's game don't so many. I know we said it on Monday, but Jesus Christ. Uh, obviously... Uh, the rest of the three o'clock ones, you got Everton versus Fulham, Southampton versus Crystal Palace, Spurs versus Bournemouth, and Wolves versus Brentford. Not easy for Spurs, that. I don't think Bournemouth, if they're on it and they really come with the heart and desire that they have shown in some games, they may give them a game. Yeah, I could see them getting a draw out of it or even sneaking it. I mean, if we flip back to October... I hope they do. Free... I really hope they do. Mm-hmm. It was three uh, two in the reverse fixture uh, earlier on this season, so definitely don't count out uh, Bournemouth in that one. I think Southampton Palace should be an easy win for Palace, considering how well they're playing and how. This is the one where they look. get themselves out of it. Now, you think? Yeah, I right, would just go. Yep, yeah, this cool. this, would be, this would be the one I think would condemn Southampton as well if they lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everton Fulham's a big game. As well, um, Fulham, just Fulham trying to, yeah, try and revitalise themselves yeah. a bit. I don't think Europe happens now. I think everyone else is just too strong. Mm. And obviously, Everton need to pick up the results to move out of uh, any danger of going down potentially. Good chance I mean, for Everton to get a win, I think. Yeah, I mean they've only lost two of their last fourteen league games against Fulham, winning nine, drawing three. Although they did lose their last home encounter against the Cottagers in February 2021. So there's a stat for you. Right. <laughs> last season. Okay. Not last season. It was the yeah, season two seasons ago. Look, you brought up a stat that I don't think mattered right now because they're both very different teams. 
Yes. Uh, the half-five kickoff is Manchester City versus Leicester City. Is Dean Smith's first game in interim charge, not the first game he wants in charge, if you're trying to get a team out of uh, relegation scraps? Well, actually, I beg to differ because like, I'm obviously coming at this with a position of bias. Dean Smith is my favourite manager ever in Aston Villa history. Unai Emery will probably soon eclipse that, I think, if he gets us top six. But Dean Smith holds a special place for me as an Aston Villa fan, and I wish him all the best with Leicester. Mm. But oh, uh, Villa, his record against Man City wasn't the worst. Okay, we lost a few. There's a sixth one in there, but actually, we always look, gave them a game, and I think maybe he could do that with Leicester. They should be inspired under a new manager bounce, but I don't know if that counts against Man City. <laughs> No, uh, for me it doesn't. Uh, I don't feel like they have that balance, especially when you see the performance that Man City played on Tuesday mm. against think... a much better Bayern Munich side. Yes, this, yeah. <laughs> like it, it could be about five or six nil potentially. That's the thing because I was thinking about this. It's an interesting appointment for Leicester to do until the end of the season. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. I wonder if Dean Smith does what he did with Villa in that season we survived because we were a very attacking base team but then towards the end of the season we just became a defensive unit mm. just sit back try and get stuff on the counter because we'd lost a first team striker as well we'd had no strikers <laughs> in the team so we just became a defence all out defence yeah. like team and we survived because of it so I just wonder if can he do that with Leicester He's got the coaching set so it's the same team that he had at Villa. John, was John Terry gone back into coaching now all of a sudden? I have no idea. That's the more baffling thing of it all. What tempted Terry back? Maybe he just wanted another cracky. Did he just get bored watching these loanies out at Chelsea? Just watching them do shit and thinking, should be giving me. Mm, He wanted a bit of happiness. Was he trying to get his CV up ready for his opportunity at Chelsea. Probably. Maybe he gets the Leicester job. Uh, if they're in the championship, is it the worst appointment? We don't know, really. <laughs> in context, we don't. Yeah. Many would have thought Vincent Company was probably the same and then look how well he did. Uh, Michael Carrick as well. Yeah. Oh, it's one of them. Maybe there's some forward thinking going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of managerial talk to still come next summer month, so that's going to be very interesting to uh, pay attention to. Uh, Sunday's fixtures, we have West Ham versus Arsenal to kick us off at 2 o'clock. Uh, obviously, Arsenal leading the way at the top of the league, and I'd say this should be an easy win for Arsenal. It should be, and I right now... I think it will be. West yeah. Ham probably is still going to be a bit fatigued from Thursday as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, definitely give Arsenal the edge in that one. And then uh, the 4.30 kickoff is Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United. Um, United have played them three times already this season and uh, won all of them. Uh, once in the league, the 27th uh, of December, so that was like the first game back after the World Cup, or one of the first games back, and then they've played them twice since in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's one of them for Forest, I feel. If they're up for it at home, where they always tend to be against teams that are around them in the relegation, if they're fired up for this, there's a chance they can get something against a United team that is maybe in a slightly weaker position given the injuries that we talked about and they're not on form right now. Yeah, I mean, United have the seventh best away form of the season whilst Forest have the twelfth best home form. So it's kind of a cancelling out each of their That side. surprises me they've got the twelfth best home form. I would have had them at least up half. 
Uh, they're only two points behind Chelsea, who occupied tenth. See that? <laughs> I would have actually... had Chelsea having worked way worse home form than Forest. Looking at the home form this season, I mean, apart from Leicester and Southampton, let me take it's Villa really in the bottom half. Uh, no, Villa have got the eighth best home form. How will we? No, we can't have a better home form than Forest. We've not been great at home in the overall majority of this season, surely. Yeah. 15 games that's for that's Millard, actually. <laughs> 26 points at home look at the job uh, Unai Emery has done respect him <laughs> Forest 15 games at home this season 21 points yep wow okay so it's mm. a myth and, <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's a myth that Forest have good home form it's average better than their away form let's say that yeah uh, final game of the weekend Leeds versus Liverpool on Monday nights yeah, this could be good. Although, Leeds need a bounce back and they have to be up for this one. Liverpool definitely have it in them to be there for the taking. Mm-hmm. I mean, Leeds did win the uh, earlier fixture back in October yes, with class. 2-1. Yes, that last minute goal from Nonto, was it? No, yes. it was Somerville. Somerville. Yeah, I remember because he came on the bench and did something. Either he assisted Nonto or he did score. I can't recall. I believe I remember Somerville's name being mentioned. Yeah, I mean, October's a long time ago in the footballing <laughs> world when you think about it. It's back, and they're all in the news this week because at one point Bellingham was on. The bid had been put in. It's a here we go. All right, it wasn't a here we go, but it, the chance was on. They're in the bidding war. Not even 24 hours later, they're not in it. It wasn't even 12 hours doesn't... later. Yeah, it, it, was, it, like it literally came as a, yeah, no, no, they're not, it's not happening. Not Benningham, yeah, they're not. Liverpool isn't a thing, no. No, oh dear. it's... Oh dear, oh dear. I mean, I said to you, though, didn't I, a week or two ago, that it would be better for them to go for multiple players rather than just spending it out on Jude Bellingham. So which that seems to be, to be their plan of action. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at Mount, which looks more and more likely by the day. And then it's yeah. scouting the other options, isn't it? Which are all out there. Mm, definitely. And <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think for them, when you look at the situation that Liverpool are in, it's definitely something they need to do rather than spending it all on one player. Invest in multiple players for that reported £130 million pounds that has been quoted for Jude Bellingham. For Liverpool, if they can get four or five players for that much, and help rebuild that midfield and um, get back up players, then I think it is definitely a better transfer window in that sense. Obviously, you'd like Jude Bellingham because of how much of a talent he is, but when you look at the position that Liverpool are in, it's better to spend £130 million on multiple players than just one player. Yeah, in the context, you've just got to be good at the recruitment part, which they were when they had Michael Edwards, something has just gone wrong since he's left. Yeah, it's been very hit and miss with uh, the players that have come in. But they need a lot of midfield options, given they, they as we've said before in another podcast, they're going to get rid of a few. Oxley Chamberlain's off, Cater's off. There's another name in there, probably, but <laughs> I can't think of it. Uh, anyway, I think that's the time. Arter. To- yeah, him. <laughs> right, let's head into the uh, European fixtures. Uh, so tonight in the Bundesliga, it is Schalke 04 versus Hertha Berlin. Uh, the bottom two teams facing off against each other, obviously both needing a big uh, victory to uh, get them outside of the relegation. Obviously, if they both win, they'd go into the relegation playoffs for tonight. Uh, but it would give them a bit of hope that they could potentially draw Bochum or Hoffenheim into a relegation scrap. Uh, so that's key there for them. Bayern Munich, obviously, as we spoke uh, not too long ago, they play against Hoffenheim. Leipzig, they play host to Augsburg. Dortmund travel to Stuttgart. And FC Union Berlin, they play host to VfL Bochum uh, this Sunday. So that's the game to look forward to over in the Bundesliga in Spain this weekend, one game tonight as Real Vallecano play Osasuna. Then Real Madrid they play on <clears throat> Saturday evening against Cadiz. 
Barcelona, they travel to Getafe and Atletico Madrid play against Almira. And then it's a big clash at the bottom of the table as Valencia play host to Sevilla, which still seems weird to say. <laughs> you can't say that. You drew two two to them. No, but I mean, in the context of how Sevilla's La Liga season's going, it's quite weird to know, say. That makes it more embarrassing. Mm. Uh, over in Italy, two games tonight as Cremonos play against Empoli and Spezia uh, play host to Lazio. Then uh, Napoli play on Saturday against Hellas Verona. Inter Milan play host to Monza and AC Milan travel to Bologna. And then on Sunday, you got Juventus traveling to Sassuolo. Roma playing against Udinese. And then on Monday, Fiorentina versus Atalanta. That's a good Monday night fixture, actually. That is pretty Universe nice. Atalanta. And finally, over in France, I nearly forgot what was the other league then. Uh, Toulouse take on Lyon tonight. PSG, they have a big clash tomorrow against uh, Lens, so first versus second. Marseille, they don't play until Sunday when they play host to Troyes. And uh, the other big game for AK, or you will still fans, they travel to uh, Rennes. tomorrow afternoon so some good games to look forward to there in uh, France considering how close Re- uh, Stade Rem and Stade Rene are the three points between them it could be a good one that one I feel like I feel like there's a lot there if you just want to watch European football yeah I mean a lot of the European leagues are pop uh, you got some good title races on and then like battles for Europe as well uh, across the European leagues is going to be very interesting over the last month of the season. Uh, so that's one to look forward to. Championship as well. Uh, a good game tonight as Middlesbrough take on Norwich City. Both teams, uh, obviously Middlesbrough in fourth uh, and Norwich just outside a playoff. So a win for Norwich could get them back into the playoffs tonight. Yeah, I always say like you don't want to peak too early mm. in the championship. Norwich suddenly finding a bit of form right now is probably ideal for them. Yeah, could they be that team that, as has happened in many seasons gone by, finish in sixth and then go up uh, via the playoffs? Yeah, I always find like sixth is better to finish in than like fourth or fifth because you've just got the momentum, even if you end up playing third. Mm. Definitely, the life gets injected into uh, that's mm. like you say, they always go on a uh, good run. Yeah, uh, the championship is really hotting up more so yeah. in, down in the bottom because Reading obviously had another points deduction and then missed out. I, I don't think there's anyone out there that can get this better right now. Paul Ince, he was sacked not long after he made that little comment. So, that's the pure arrogance of the man. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise he's... me one bit. So this is a man who just genuinely would not care about Reading going down. No. So it's sad. I mean... And then there's QPR who have dropped like a stone. But self-righted a little bit getting a draw against West Brom. I mean, that's just down to West Brom's poor form in recent weeks. I would so. say that out loud. <laughs> I mean, the fact I family coming past my door now. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> the bottom uh, six, seven teams in the championship. So if you look from Rotherham in 18th down, uh, very, very close. Four points separating Rotherham in 18th and Reading in 22nd on 41 points. And like I said before in previous podcasts, you'd expect Blackpool and Wigan to be uh, gone uh, by the end of this season. Yeah, no, I believe they are all but gone. I heard something about Blackpool recently. So what the Mick McCarthy did. He brought two fans into the dressing room to talk to the players. What, pre-match, post-match? I can't time? remember. I think it might have been post-match. But I just see it. Like, it's one of them things, really, because fans, the majority of the time, really don't actually know what they're talking about. It's a slight hint mm. of irony, <laughs> what I'm saying. I can hear Ali, Alani Smurray. <laughs> the background as I say all this. But, oh, like... Sometimes they don't want them in the dressing room, and I don't mm. think it was a good idea. No, definitely not. You just 
you're not going to see really Mikel Arteta bring Robbie and and Ty into the dressing room to give a rousing speech, is is he? <laughs> no, he probably <laughs> would actually. No, in Arteta, he, he, but yeah, just let the manager and the players do their job. The fans can do their job in the stands. Yeah. Well, Mick McCarthy's not going to be doing his job. He's not there anymore. He, he left ages well, ago. Yes, he got sacked, not left. I thought he left by mutual consent. Uh, that was the wording. But mutual consent sacking is practically <laughs> who knows? the same thing. He's they're not they're going down, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, dropping down into League One. My gosh, do we have a title race on our hands now? Sheffield Wednesday, 84. Plymouth, 83. Ipswich, 82. It is going to be a good weekend. Plymouth, they travel to Exeter uh, tomorrow afternoon. So that is a South Coast derby, roughly. Wait, I don't know if it's again? classed who as a derby. Who again? Oh. Exeter versus Plymouth. Yeah, they're right next to each other. Yeah, I don't know whether they're classed. Close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. Do they okay. class each other as rivals? Uh, Ipswich, I'd, I'd they... I'd be surprised play... if they didn't, but... Yeah. Mm. Plymouth and Portsmouth uh, is definitely one, so why can't Plymouth and Exeter be one? Yeah, I'm not too sure uh, on all the derbies. Uh, Ipswich, they play host to Charlton Athletic, while Sheffield Wednesday make the trip down to uh, Burton Albion this weekend. So it's going to be very interesting with uh, five games left for Sheffield Wednesday, six for Plymouth and Ipswich, who does uh, go up in the final two or, or in the two automatic spots in the championship, and who has to set off for a place in the playoffs? Uh, Forest Green Rovers, Wait, I believe. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, I believe they are the rivals. Uh, okay, good. Thank you. I thought as much. I, I just didn't want to fully say in case they weren't because I know they're close to each other. <laughs> okay, they're definitely close. rivals because I've just seen an article that's, that's uh, online. If the Fucking things don't keep coming up. But the ad blockers needed. <laughs> uh, police promise a swift and robust action on troublemakers at the Devon Derby. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they're rivals. Well, at least it proves my point wrong. Uh, right, sorry, not wrong. I was going to say, it's definitely right. right. <laughs> yes. Uh, down at the bottom, Forest Green Rovers will be relegated on this one, week. <laughs> yes. Uh, Forest Green Rovers will be relegated this weekend if uh, results go against them and they don't pick up a win themselves. And the rest of it between Burton, Milton Keynes, uh, Oxford and Accrington Stanley is all very, very close down at the bottom in uh, League One. And into League Two, Leighton Orient, they won't be crowned champions just yet because it is only an eight-point gap between themselves and Northampton Town, uh, but they are getting very close to uh, getting promoted. Uh, Northampton, they travel... Promotion. Oh, yeah. done uh, Northampton, they travel to Carlisle this weekend whilst Leighton Orient... We're talking about that, but are we going to talk about like, that final spot? Well, so I say two spots are actually really wide open from Bradford to Northampton. Yeah, it's... Crazy how close it is. Even... No Salford, you're not being considered for second. <laughs> no, but I mean, like in terms for that third spot mm. in League Two going up, that's even Mansfield. Mansfield five points upwards. between Mansfield and Starkport County. Like, nice. <laughs> very interesting to up then a couple of promotion uh, spots, and then down at the bottom, Rochdale, Crawley, and Hartlepool, and Colchester and Harrogate Town all still quite close to each other again i don't know how long it is before rochdale will be uh, relegated but it's not going to be too still a long while before. yeah still a while six points yeah. they're not out of it really when you look at it they have to go on a run yes uh so you can't be hoping that goes on too much longer and then down into the national league because the top two are still uh, as close as ever wrexham they travel to barnet tomorrow in the lunchtime kickoff and uh, <laughs> Notts County, they play host to Woking in the evening. Is this the time Just... to talk about Monday? Because obviously it happened after we'd recorded. What a game. <laughs> that game was thrilling. Yes. I mean, just drama right until the last kick. Yeah, because in amazing heartfelt moments, it was nice to see an up-and-coming YouTuber get the final <laughs> moment 
in all its glory. Yeah, Ben Foster, what a guy. Mm. Nice Ignoring save. that he was off his line, but <laughs> and yeah, also the fact save. that uh, one of the Wrexham goals shouldn't have counted because he clearly pushed the Nuts uh, yeah, County yeah, defender. Look, you know, move on. <laughs> Mm. Uh, speaking of Notts County, they face third place Woking uh, tomorrow evening. So again, another big clash for uh, Notts County. Obviously, there's Every a gap between win them two. For, for Notts County now, given the loss and yeah. the fact that they've, they've played a game more, so mm. they've just got to be hoping that uh, uh, they can do their job. And it's one of them. Wrexham slip why you look at how big the gap is between. Not County and then the rest of the team is the playoffs. You look at them as heavy favourites going into that eventually, if they are in that. That is same with Wrexham if it was them in there in that case. Definitely so. Uh, I am correct in thinking with the conference playoffs, second and third get uh, by into like a semi final, and then it's yes. fourth versus seventh and fifth versus sixth. Yeah, look, as an NBA fan, you should be able to understand this better than most. <laughs> Oh, no, I do. I well, they're that. stupid little playing tournaments just to make people not finish their season early. Yeah, I mean, it's quite close. We've got to have the Lakers in the playoffs. That's how it, this works. Mm. We've got to give them Blame all the chance COVID. they got. Yeah. Blame it on COVID. That's why in the NBA. It's only been in since COVID happened. So. It's just, but, yeah. it's I'll just find it out. So do I. I'd, I preferred the old way, one through eight. We knew who. We knew who. You didn't make it. You suck. Your season's over. Goodbye. Yeah. One, two, three. Cancun, as they say. But no uh, one but must yeah, have the, the king in. <laughs> that final spot for um, the playoffs in the National League is really close because you got Bournemouth currently in sixth on sixty-six points, Eastleigh on sixty-five in seventh, and you got Bromley on sixty-three and uh, Southend on sixty. Even you could possibly, but unlikely, throw Dagenham and Redbridge in there on 58 points. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a frantic end to the season there in the National League, trying to see who can be that second team up in the playoffs. Obviously, like you said, Notts County should still be considered favourites or Wrexham, whoever misses out on automatic promotion out of them too. Yeah. Boreham Wood, I don't think, should be looked past, given they always seem to have like a good exploit in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, up, it's up for grabs. But Notts County, as we said, overwhelming favourites, just given they've dominated with Wrexham. Any other year definitely. they are promoted. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, relegation-wise, I mean, obviously Maidstone United are already down and then Scunthorpe and Yeovil may already be down. Scunthorpe are down, yeah. I remember yeah, seeing uh, some. Yeah. Yeovil can still... Just about climb out and order shot could Remember be. Remember when Yeovil were in the championship? I do. It wasn't too long. <laughs> Excuse me. It wasn't too long ago. But that is a club that, yeah, went. They, they lived the dream, but they've suffered now because of it. Mm-hmm. Should we have spent uh, more than we probably should have? Probably not. <laughs> mm. Right. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, actually, one big game. Um, if you found something else, I thought we'd pretty much covered it all. <laughs> big game in the MLS this weekend. It's the LA Derby. Oh, First one of the season. LA Galaxy versus I, look, uh, That's LAFC. nice, but we all know the news of the MLS is, and it's just sad. That's still a thing in 2023. And yeah. the guy wasn't banned enough, I don't think. Only six games? Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> come on. Hmm. Was it six because he apologised? Yeah, which is very, very silly. But like you said, should be a lot more. Yeah. Oh, we're in on a sad note. Uh, <laughs> it was like uh, Grand National this weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. And I was going to say uh, positive news uh, in the women's side. It's the FA Cup semi-finals it's this weekend. It's positive for now. <laughs> yes. Um, Come back to me on Monday. Maybe I'll... Yeah. It will depend on my mood. Yeah. So if you want to keep up to date with uh, all the women's football stuff and happening, I'll just check out this could be the, my worst weekend in a, a very long time. Or your best weekend in a long it's time. It's going to be the best weekend ever or the worst. And yeah, I'm here for it. That's exactly. 
Anyway, if you want to check out uh, stuff on women's football, make sure you head over to Women's Football Talk. You've got a YouTube dedicated to it where we look at all the games happening uh, this weekend and all the big talking points. And uh, we also have social media accounts as well, Women's Football Talk, if you search for them on Twitter and Instagram for all of that. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be back on Monday to recap a weekend's worth of fixtures. And we just know there's going to be more VAR drama. We, um, but other than that, have a good weekend and we'll see you on Monday.